0: Greetings and welcome to St. Dominic's Weekly. This is Father Michael. On our show today, Father Isaiah and I dive deep into SB 360, that is the State Assembly Bill in the state of California, which would threaten, unfortunately, the seal of confession, that requirement of confidentiality that the confessor has to a penitent. And in a very particular way, we, we examine the real dangers not only for the understanding of what confession is, but for culture at Large. We dive into how the bill indeed kind of illuminates and is actually helpful to really articulate what we believe as Catholics, but also how indeed we might as human beings find a sense of healing and forgiveness and a way forward when we fail. Because of the nature of uh, this bill and the content that it covers. This podcast might be rated maybe PG or even PG-13 uh, because of its adult uh, content and matters that, that come up, but there's nothing explicit. It just if there are children or or, or youngsters, it may be one to skip over, go to the, our uh, next podcast or previous podcast interviewing uh, the novices. So I hope this is a, a topical theme, and certainly Father Isaiah and I hope to do more uh, this kind of conversation around things that come up that seem to be kind of be maybe hot button issues or, or things that really concern the life of the church in order to really understand. There's a lot of misunderstanding out there I found on why the church is uh, so keen and, and, and so eager to preserve that sense of complete confidentiality. And so whether you're on the go or taking it slow, many, many blessings as you enjoy today's show. Greetings
1: and welcome back to St. Dominic's Weekly. This is Father Isaiah. That's Father Michael.
0: Here I am. Here he is. <laughs> well, this is, this is uh, one of those uh, times when in the course of the podcasting, when we've mm-hmm. had some of the novices uh, give their stories and share their stories. Yeah. I was missing you, bro.
1: Yeah, I know.
0: I'm I'm out of practice, so let's just see, uh, you know. let's see, oh, oh, yeah. see
1: see. if you brought your A game. I'm hoping at least a B-plus game. I'm really hoping at least for a B-plus. You have to kind of grade me later
0: on. <laughs> that, 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 but here clear. we are
1: to talk about something that's a very timely topic, something that's going to happen on the day after this podcast drops, yep. um, about State Bill 360, correct?
0: Yeah, so I thought it was uh, needful maybe to put out a little bit of our thoughts on yeah. this really timely topic around SB 360, which is the so-called keep the seal Hmm. uh, opposition to Bill 360. And just to kind of say what it is, kind of break it down in a good, I think, catechetical moment uh, for us as as Catholics and uh, as a parish, but then also uh, to have a little bit of a sense of why delve deeper into the kind of the, the sacramental life yeah. of, of the church itself? So it's a good, it's a good opportunity, first of all, to uh, press back on incursions. I think as as we'll as we see when we break it down, but also to learn a little bit more about the faith itself. So it's mm-hmm. not not un, uh, untimely to kind of uh, interrupt our uh, novice series. So we'll, we'll we'll be back to the novices soon, soon, exactly, <laughs> soon, yeah. soon enough. But I thought it was time to kind of have a little see here. Yeah, and, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so we might just start with um, well, we had the letter writing campaign. Right. How did that go? No, it went really well. Uh, we had at the uh, wonderful response uh, from mm-hmm. folks here at St. Dominic's. We got I w- want to say you know well over five hundred signatures. Right. We, we, we were we were uh, kind of nearing, but then through the whole archdiocese, we got over twenty thousand signatures. Twenty thousand. So we'll be sending up uh, to, to Sacramento and we're hoping to get a, a good uh, crowd of at least five hundred folks uh, to make the journey out to, to Sacramento mm-hmm. to actually testify um yeah. on behalf of our concerns to express mm-hmm. our concerns and to know that there's already on this bill been progress made from when it was first uh, introduced uh, right. at, the, at the very uh, beginning so it was um a bill the, i guess they it's it's passed the uh, state senate and now it's before the assembly but when it was first uh, put forward in february uh, by uh, senator hill jerry hill mm-hmm. it it basically said that um anyone who's a mandated reporter, Mm -hmm. that is someone who has a certain mandate to um, report any kind of uh, sexual abuse in terms of having a moral concern about that, uh, needs to do that. But this tried to take away any restriction uh, Mm -hmm. from moments of confidentiality. And so that was certainly a concern and particularly targeting... Um, as it says in the document, penitential communication. Right. So the first, the first bill had basically just said it doesn't matter if there's any um, any religious clause or there was no exception made it for a confession. And mm-hmm. basically, the the, the church <laughs> and advocacy groups around that basically stood up and said, no, you can't, you can't do this. And this is this is good to for us to just know and to speak about because there is the so-called seal
1: of confession. Right. So the seal of confession, of course, saying that that anything that uh, um, when we go into confession, nothing that we hear as as priest and that would never be repeated, or in fact, in my case, forgotten. Really.
0: So, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. well, yeah. You you mean you forget it? Yeah, <laughs> it's not yeah. like you, it's not like you don't forget it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, so yeah, no. So when you're not really the way I, I like to put it is mm-hmm. when you're in the confessional. I know right. you can you can maybe share your own experience. I'm not even in like memory mode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. I'm not, you know, when, when I'm talking, when someone's telling me like, oh, what's your name or what's your phone number? Just like, yeah. you're kind of like, okay, I'm listening to recall to remember, to kind of put it in my memory, mm-hmm. my memory bank, so to speak. I'm going to remember who this is, what the context is when you get someone, when someone right. comes to me in a confessional, I'm not in memory. I'm not like, I, I don't really care who this is in a sense. Yeah. I'm not looking to like, remember this information later. I feel almost like it would almost be like talking to, um, you know, you know uh, to the dentist actually, it would say like, you know, it's was like, like your dentist looks at you and says, Oh, that's molar number four guy. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't like. Yeah. He doesn't see you as your. Te- I mean, when when he's looking at your teeth and examining your teeth and says, "Oh, you know," yeah. th- he's not. Th- he's thinking of your teeth. He's not thinking about yeah. who he was as a person in that way. And so, yeah. it's a similar thing, I think, for confessional. When-
1: or maybe the emergency room
0: is mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah,
1: you're you're in triage mode. I mean, mm-hmm. you just you want to give this person you're healing their ail. You're trying to heal, help heal their ailments through the mm-hmm. grace of the Lord, and yeah. and so and send them on their way. Hopefully, better coming out of the confessional than going in.
0: Yeah, no. So, and I think in a way, what you have here is the ability of the sacrament to be the sacrament is based on or founded on that basic assumption of total confidentiality mm-hmm. in terms yeah. of that. And so, this Bill SB 360, in its first iteration, basically eliminated that. And really, as far as I know, uh, totally without historical precedent mm-hmm. so there's always been in terms of and this is the, let, let's face it the reason why this bill is coming up is because of sexual abuse right uh, in the church and in the, and the larger public and particularly focused with some vehemence against uh, the church but let's face it there's not just sexual abuse as terrible as that is but you talk about murder or rape right. or any kind of you know mm-hmm. very um, any violence against another human person, especially against the innocent. Mm-hmm. When you hear that in uh, confessional, that's uh, you know if 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 the culture decided that oh suddenly this is something we're going to attack, well, <laughs> is is the way to do that by having priests reveal who comes to them and what they say. No, I don't, I I mean, so that, so in other ways, this is kind of a, you've already started kind of a slippery slope, but the bill was amended uh, and amended quite um, extensively to basically say, and this is, this is interesting in in reading this, that it says that uh, there are uh, exceptions to that. It says for the purposes of this bill, penitential quote unquote, penitential communication, I'm reading right from the bill itself, it means communication that is communicated orally, Mm-hmm. is made privately to a clergy member is intended to be an act of contrition or a matter of conscience is intended to be be kept confidential at the time the communication was made by both parties and into the future is made in the manner and context which places the c- clergy member specifically under a level of confidentiality that is considered and this is what i get considered inviolate by church doctrine huh Right? So this is in the bill, I'm just reading right from the bill. So the bill knows, uh, there's yeah. some people who are saying, oh, well, the, the state really doesn't get what it's doing. This bill <laughs> is basically indirectly measuring up and using as its criteria for what penitential communication is in its definition, yeah. what canon law requires yeah, for exactly. confession to happen. Yeah. <laughs> right? so yeah, in other
1: words, like it's as if, it's it's not as, as if, but in reality, um, they lifted some of the amendments from our church law itself uh-huh. into yeah. the legislation here.
0: Yeah. They say, what, what do Catholics mean by confession? Let's yeah. go to canon law. They took those subsets of canon paste. law, cut and paste, and there it is. So you have canon law. So great. So, so there's no ignorance here. That's their yeah. full, full knowledge of what they're doing. Um, and then though, there's another subdivision where they say penitential communication does not include, and this goes into spiritual direction, religious counseling, which I think is a good point. We can maybe mm-hmm. circle back around to, but confession and spiritual direction, Two different, different things, things. completely. Mm-hmm. Two different things. You might get advice during confession, but the point of conf- when people come to confession because they want to, they want, you know, a priest to help them sort of problem. That's not what confession is about. It's, yeah. it's it's the forgiveness of sin, the manifestation of conscience, mm-hmm. and the forgiveness of sin, the healing of our Lord Jesus. So, spiritual direction, religious counseling, group there. None of these have ever had the sense of the seal, right, of confession. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think people need to be. Right. Aware These are of two that very different things. Very thing. They're connected, but they're, 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 there's a strict difference between those. And so, the, the penitential communication does not refer to those, and we are mandated reporters as uh, as things. And I mean, same with doing therapy and things like that. Um, so it goes on and, and mentions another uh, a number of other things that that penitential communication isn't. But it knows what confession is. And then at the very end, <laughs> at the end of this document, it says number five. Oh, by the way, the exceptions mentioned <laughs> in the paragraph preceding about penitential communication do not apply to, and it has two cases, a penitential communication, so a confession, between a clergy member and another person that is employed by the same site or facility as the clergy member, and number two, penitential communication between a clergy member and another clergy member, right? So yeah. it's it, what, what strikes me about this bill is that it knows the principle, <laughs> right? That in no way can a of communication or reconciliation, or mm-hmm. we would call it confession, right? In no way can the seal of confession be broken. And It knows that that the clergy person himself we make a we make a vow of obedience, right. To yeah. the bishop, to our provincial, to the way of life we live, and we're not we're not violating that, right? And right. it knows that, but then it says, "Oh, here's here's two exceptions," and it gives no rationale on why. Yeah this would not why in a sense this would is consistent with the principle in other words if you give an exception to a rule you you are under the burden of proof to show why the principle doesn't apply in these exceptional Mm -hmm. cases exactly yeah right in other words it's it's like here's the rule you know no crossing the street except in the crosswalk yeah except for right yeah and it could be well if it's safe to do, or mm-hmm. if it's a one-way, you know, and, and no one's coming that way. I mean, you, you Or if think- you're the
1: chicken that's wanting to cross the other side. <laughs> exactly, right? right?
0: Yeah. So there might be exceptions that don't violate the principle yeah. because the point of the crosswalk is what? <laughs> is to safely cross the street. Yeah. So exceptions that would basically keep you safe going across the street would be reasonable. Right. But this just out of nowhere,
1: <laughs> yeah. just
0: arbitra- has a, a total cloak of arbitrary kind of thing. And just mm-hmm. like, uh, it says, oh, and by the way, it, it can't include someone who the priest might work with or be associated with. And then no priest could ever go to another priest and confess this. So it excludes yeah. a priest who has committed this act from ever receiving as they would understand it forgiveness from god in yeah. a sacramental way well this of course has some that's a that's a foul, <laughs> that's a foul. So, I, we, so so i think maybe maybe our discussion will uh, we'll, we'll point out a number of ways i've got a couple of things and maybe you can weigh into on yeah. like how this is kind of like fails as a piece of legislation right. and then maybe unpack uh, a little bit about uh, the beauty of uh, confession itself and how perhaps this uh, occasions uh, the idea of um of god's grace working through the sacrament so Maybe start out with the fouls. <laughs> <laughs> How is this a foul? So, so I think the yeah, go go for it. You, I mean, you know for what? me,
1: like one of the yeah. most uh, more flagrant fouls is that it. Um, I I don't know about you, yeah. but I mean, there have been times in my priestly life where I would need to go to confession like once a week or whatever yeah. for just one well, just, just stuff that just life, yeah. you know, and yeah. and I think that speaking as a priest, that I need to go to confession a lot more than to lay faithful. <laughs> so the very fact that this this law just implying that I can't go to confession anymore is like, well, not only is it bad for my soul, it's bad for everyone else who goes to confession to me, right? <laughs> so
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting because uh, we have the idea that and the people forget that that somehow uh, priests hear confession, but they don't necessarily go to confession. Yeah. I would love to <laughs> right. have a mirror and say, you
1: know, forgive myself <laughs> for I've sinned. It's been three days, there but you it go. doesn't
0: work that way. There you <laughs> go. No, that, that's right. And and if we do take seriously, and this is this is this is a little bit about spiritual life, that um, that our struggle is not simply with as St. Paul says, flesh and blood are exterior forces, but all of us struggle from within and that there's going to be a kind of spiritual attack. And if the, if the devil really wants to, and I think we've seen this in, this, in the, the current kind of abuse cases that, that of course always the preponderance of them many, many uh, years ago, but the idea that um, the devil's going to attack those in leadership Mm-hmm. makes sense from a strategic <laughs> kind of way right yeah. if you if you've got forces of evil those forces of evil are going to strike right at the at the heart yeah. of what leadership would be and so we can expect as priests that we're going to have attack <laughs> yeah that we're going to in a sense have the devil play on and not it's not an excuse like oh the devil made me do it but just to know that the devil is a bit of a bully and he's going to go mm-hmm. after our vulnerabilities yeah. and so recourse to the sacraments is all the more important. Yeah. And so, as you say, the first foul is, why is the state telling <laughs> priests which sins they can and can't be absolved right. from? Mm-hmm. Like, what if what if a priest, you know, and this is a terrible thing, but it's happened, killed someone or murdered yeah. someone. Yeah, You know, does that mean the priest cannot be Forgiven, yeah. <laughs> you know, in the sacrament of confession. Does right? he have to go
1: actually go to Colorado or Nevada <laughs> to <laughs> receive the absolution, and then?
0: No, this is saying or, you whatever, can't. Right. No, it's yeah. a penitent between any place. So it's not just yeah. like uh, another clergy. No, member I'm just saying the they have to go out of state to get absolved, and yeah. then come back to uh, California. Oh yeah, always yeah, oh, yeah, in terms of the yeah, in terms of the bill. That's right. You go out of state for in order to be, in order that's to, to go avoid all right. that. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Could go out of state. No, yeah. So it's it's it's. It says and I'll put it this way too. it, it fails since you mentioned that it, what, what should be good, good, good for California should be good worldwide, right? You'd want to think that mm-hmm. so this wouldn't be I mean basically what they're saying is even though it would apply only to California, that it would just cut off it just in principle right through this right. law, the ability to go to confession for for any priest based on particular kinds of sins, and that's just that really is not the state's bailiwick to tell, yeah. to tell anyone to limit God's grace in that way, in any way. So it's the way I put it on, on when I was doing the um, announcement for this is one of the more blatant examples I've ever heard about, frankly, of a violation of what we understand is that a separation of church and state and the establishment mm-hmm. law and that the, that the state isn't going to es- not only does it not establish a particular religion as being the state religion, yeah. but it's not going to be antithetical to religious practice right. and the goodness uh, that religion and faithfulness brings to a mores, to a mm-hmm. culture and a society. So, yeah. so if you want your, your, uh, your own kind of religious clergy cut off from God's grace based on whatever particular, Mm, cultural foment is in the wind like we can't have this or we're, we're looking yeah. to that to root this out then you're, you're undercutting the very principle of, of God's mercy in that way. So in the same way as I put it, you know you're never going to hear me use the pulpit. To harangue or to advocate for particular politicians yeah. or particular movements, right? It's 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 that's it's, it's preaching the word of God. That's what yeah. we're about, right? Mm-hmm. So too, I don't I don't want. It's really not up to the state to be eavesdropping on my confessions. Yeah, <laughs> right. Those are sacred things. So that that's that's perhaps uh, uh, the the one yeah. of the, one of the first fouls. Well, two fouls I see there. Number one, it's basically s- saying that priests can't be. Absor- they're limiting the ability yeah. of priests to go to confession. Right. And, they don't say and number two, it's the, the general principle of separation of, of church and state in, in that way. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I will make a distinction, as long as we're saying this, um, between. There's one thing about saying uh, the penitential communication does not extend, and this confidentially doesn't extend to the circumstances, but there are, and there could be, another way to go about this would be, and I, this really wouldn't be the state's purview, but it's something the church could say, is that there would be a kind of imprudence to going to someone you worked with to confession because it would put them in an untenable position. So, for example, sure. we have superiors, right? So right. we have... So in the, v- the Dominican community. In the Dominican yeah. community. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Father Vincent's the prior. Right. Well, by law, no one who lives here... Mm-hmm who in a sense um, he has custody of can go to confession to him Right. because it puts him in an awkward position if he has to adjudicate between uh, sensitive prior matters. If he has information that yeah. only comes through the manifestation of conscience yeah. and he can't act on that without revealing... You know yeah. stuff he's learned in the confession that would put him in the horns of a dilemma. So, right. so the way to get the way to reduce that is to just say that's not it's not we're, yeah. you're not allowed to do that. Or the novice master, Father Anthony's the novice right. master, none of the novices can go to Father Anthony as a confessor. Exactly, right? Because he's he's got a uh, he's got to vote on. It. He's got he's got to be their spiritual father, mm-hmm. and mentor, and he doesn't exactly. necessarily um, that he could be put in the horns of a dilemma. So I could see if. If, in a sense, <laughs> you said, and once again, this would be out of the state's purview, but I could see the church saying, okay, when it comes to being a mandated reporter, that clergy should not go to clergy they work with to confess a certain sin, right? <laughs> or yeah. that, that thing. I mean, even if even yeah. that—so the point is that, yeah. that, in other words, you don't have to break the seal, but just, you know, there's a certain prudence in, in yeah. seeking out, you know, that kind of thing. And, and anonymously, too.
1: But at the same time,
0: I mean, yeah.
1: as good as a practice that is, yeah. should that be legislated by the state? No, exactly.
0: It's, 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 it's a you know? So, But, but I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to give every benefit of the doubt right. here. Exactly. I'm trying, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to see how it's re- reasonable. I'll be the
1: skeptical one <laughs> if you want. <laughs> no,
0: but in reading some of the, yeah. the, the opinion pieces, I don't think quite, even though the bill understands what confession is and actually goes mm-hmm. in love or makes reference to it indirectly, I think most people say, why is the church, what's this big fuss about? Right? How is the church trying to keep, See, you know, they see it as a matter of the tr- secrets is what got the church into problems in terms of abuse. Yeah. And so this is the last vestige of the church still holding on to like keeping this kind of secrecy. And I guess my, I think that, <laughs> my take is that it's the exact wrong kind of thing, because if you make it known that a priest can't confess this kind of thing, or someone who is an an abuser who's not a priest, but a lay person can't go to a a priest to uh, confess this sin, then, well... It stays in their heart. Like in other words, they got no way to go forward, right? Someone's right. right? like, yeah. "Oh well, they, they they just they 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 all, they, they just will find some other outlet or something." I said, "No, confession is that outlet." I said, "I said, they, why don't why do, why doesn't a people person who commits this kind of act go to the police? Well, because they'll get caught. Well, yeah. If you know now that going to the priest and confession is tantamount to going to the police, yeah, you simply won't go. Oh yeah, I mean, and what will be the result of that? Well, it'll stay hidden." Yeah, it'll stay in pectoral. it stay in your heart. You don't. You, there's no way to go. And usually, human in human nature, when we can't have a fresh start, there's no outlet. We tend to cycle downward. Yeah. <laughs> right.
1: Well, I was thinking too that um, the importance of the confidentiality, the anonymity of the of the of the sacrament of the seal actually is in a way therapeutic. Mm. And what I mean by that is that a buddy of mine um, used to work for uh, Anonymous Rape crisis hotline hmm. and um and occasionally somebody would call the hotline anonymous yeah. and saying like you know i have a problem i need some resources and then the resources would be easily given and then with the with the hope that the person who called would actually go to his 12 12 step program etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah the only reason the person would call the hotline is because it is anonymous mm. and that actually gives the power for someone to have the resources and on their own willpower to actually have that Um, That conversion of heart, if you want to call it that way, to go to get help and to seek
0: to get better. Wait, so you're saying that on this hotline, people who aren't victims of people who had abused call the hotline? As well as, yeah, both sides. Really? Yeah. Interesting. And they would call that because it was... Because it was anonymous huh, but that's interesting because I, most most thing, well, I guess maybe they didn't have to give their name, no, but, no. but they, they if, it's, if it's anonymous, that's interesting. I hadn't I hadn't heard of yeah. that, that particular case yeah. because usually even in, in counseling sessions or things like mm-hmm. that, like just to say, all priests and people who work with children within the, the context of the church were all mandated reporters. Exactly, exactly, yeah. Right, so that's not changing. It's not like the church trying to good back to that hidden thing. No, no. It's no. not as if there, 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 there are um, clear and direct processes and you know it's it's unfortunate but it's the reality we live in of directives of what happens when something like this comes forward or even Mm -hmm. if there's a a hint of it or you know there's a doubt about it right you know you make the call you put them put put the put the machinery in motion in terms of investigation it's kind of it's out of the person's hands in terms of the person who who makes that report but we're all reporters in that way it's just so there's no there's no like keeping secrets it's in this particular instance the availability of confidentiality allows for a sense of fresh starts. So That's interesting. That yeah. I mean, w- what I think your story tells is, is and it's interesting to hear about. Is that there's a need in order for healing to happen, either side as victims or as as uh, someone who commits such yeah. an act. A sense of how do you make a fresh start? Well, first of all, you have to admit yes. that you've done something yeah. wrong. That something wrong. You have, wrong have to was get done. it outside yourself, right? Outside, right? outside like, your heart. Exactly. Yeah. You have to admit it. You have to name it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then you can deal with it. So, and that's why I think yeah. that, that, that there's another. So that that first sentiment, is think keeping things hidden. No, this bill would actually keep things hidden yeah. because there'd be mm-hmm. no outlet. So exactly. it's, it's not a matter of keeping secrets anymore. Mm-hmm. So that's that doesn't really hold water. The second kind of aspect is, as someone expressed to me, well, if someone goes to confession, then they're just like, oh, they kind of got away with it. They did, and they can go go on giving life, uh, doing whatever they want, right? And they don't. There's no repercussions, and this is where perhaps a kind of magical thinking of confession goes on because yeah. in order to be forgiven, you have to actually be sorry, Yeah, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And you have to, in a sense, have a sense of repentance. Right. And part of that repentance acknowledges that I wish that, that given the same situation in this moment, I'm willing that I wouldn't have done this and it's my intention never to do this again. Exactly. Yeah. And part of that is making some kind of reparation or penance, yeah. right? And so a priest who hears this kind of thing is going to, once again, it wouldn't be essential to the absolution, but definitely going to recommend that this person seek help, get help, mm-hmm. depending on what, if, if someone really is not in control of this kind of disease that they have, perhaps, if it really yeah. is a disease for them or addiction that they need, they need for the, for, for the well-being of their own soul, internal soul that they need to get help and get an yeah. ASAP. And even though, the priests themselves won't be initiating anything to basically say, "I'm, I'm <laughs> this confession and the grace of this healing will not have the eternal effects that you're hoping for in this moment." Certainly, you'll be yeah. forgiven this moment, but going forward, it's not going to bear fruit. I'll yeah. put it that way: this confession will not bear long long-standing fruit. If you don't actually take steps to amend, exactly, and make reparation, yeah. mm-hmm. that's what penance is all about, right? Yeah. The strengthening of that spiritual muscle, right? The yeah. muscle's been or the bone's been broken, <laughs> right? You know, this is healing the bone. But you've got a you've got a rehab and that's exactly, the dependence of yeah. that so the, the rehab as yeah. so, well so I think the idea that you go to confession you kind of like you're, you're a sinner on Friday night you come to confession Saturday <laughs> afternoon and then all of a sudden Monday morning you can start sinning again No, well, that's no, just no. using the confession almost like a sham right yeah and, yeah. and once again that's presumption I, exactly yeah. and what I'm not saying is certainly there's a whole area where we tend to, we tend to fall into the similar thing so I'm not saying if you've commit something that you've committed before, you really weren't sorry before. So that's that's not the point. But the point is definitely if someone, and especially if it's an acute thing like this, if someone commits, they've committed murder or committed something that's a a real violence against the others in the community. I, I, I don't know a priest who wouldn't in a sense strongly urge that person to get the help they need. It wouldn't yeah. be just like, oh, okay, say uh saying our father and here's your absolution. Like no. I, that would be a that would not be a usual response, I would think, yeah. in a confessional moment. Yeah. Or to
1: use it a, a more on scriptural terms, I mean when Jesus said to the penitent woman, Go out and sin no more. Yeah. We truly believe that the grace had been given so that we will not sin anymore. And that's right. But whether or not we utilize it to its fullness because yep. of our own original original sin or whatever that's mm-hmm. that's another area area but we have been given that grace to actually be better
0: yeah, yeah. no and, and 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 that's part of the confession yeah. so so confession is not the end of something is the way i like to put it it isn't just like okay that's, that's a, as much as it's a first beginning of yeah. something mm-hmm. new yeah. Right? It's
1: yeah it's a reboot it's a
0: reboot right yeah. and it's interesting I was interesting i i saw in this context a um I think it was a TED Talk uh, mm. a number of years ago talking about the Enron scandal. You remember the financial right. collapse of, of, yeah. of, uh, of banks and the kind of whole mortgage system and everything? And this person was was opining. They, they weren't Christian in any way, I, right. I don't think. At least that's not the, the, the vantage point they were coming from. But they were talking about how is it that when any kind of institution, financial or otherwise, and this is focusing on finances, Finds itself basically lying or or somehow manipulating the system, and gets to a certain you know break point where there's no turning back. How do you just not keep the ball rolling? Because the point was a lot of people knew that this was a snowball out of control in terms of all these mortgage and pre prime loans and things like that, right? right? And. It is all, but no one was going how to, how to get the snowball, you know, how, how to quench the snowball or arrest mm-hmm. its its downward impetus or inertia. And just in the midst of this conversation, he throws in this analogy, he says, you know who knows how to do this kind of thing and maybe we could think about <laughs> is Catholics in confession. <laughs> right. <laughs> because, <laughs> we, you know, we, we, we fall and we sin and we know it and we have a place where we can admit it. Yeah. We can come forward, we can open our hearts to God's mercy, and we can go forward every time. And so he was, the proposal was for financial institution, maybe some kind of bankruptcy kind of thing. Go but to economic yeah,
1: confession? Exactly.
0: <laughs> where basically, and although, you know, there would, there would have to be a checks and value how that would work out practically, it would be a matter of some debate, obviously, just the opportunity, basically said we would never as a country institutionally be in a kind of cataclysmic end end of days kind of situation. Right. would never get this bad because yeah. you'd have a kind of outlet. It's kind of like he, he's talking another analogy, letting steam out of the tea kettle, you know, a little right. slowly, yeah. Little confession. So I think in this case, when we're talking about, you know, if, if and not just sexual abuse, but if murder, if, if grave sins, mm-hmm. serious sins were decided upon <laughs> that there's, there are things so sinful or, or to a community that they can't ever be confessed mm-hmm. confidentially. Is that going to somehow mean that those things won't ever be committed again? Right. Absolutely yeah, not. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, good point. In fact, what will happen yeah. is there'll be increase of them because mm-hmm. there'll be no way for them to find to a fresh get that, start. Yeah, yeah. Right. So just as the economic and crisis, the yes, yeah. the snowball. So, so the point is that just as you don't, you don't have <laughs> <Yeah>. financial collapse. <laughs> right. Right. If you had these kind of checks and bouts, so too morally in a society, every society should have confession for its own sake right? as a culture. Yeah, as a uh, culture,
1: not a... Yeah, yeah and mm-hmm. so
0: that was a very interesting kind of analogy. Once again, the, going to confession isn't kind of a get out of you know jail, get get out of hell free card, right? right. I mean, no, it, yeah. it means it's the first start to real virtuous transformation right. that humanly, psychologically, and spiritually is needed. And this little codicil here, just arbitrarily saying, oh, priests can't go to other priests and no one who works with in, in, the, in the same kind of work setting has the guarantee of confidentiality are totally unprincipled, arbitrary, you know, coming out of nowhere, <laughs> yeah, sorts of rules that really are are objectionable, mm-hmm. are objectionable to us, and it's not a matter of hidden, like keeping secrets, yeah. hidden. It's not a matter of uh, a sense of people just getting away with it and not having any sense of sense yeah. of accountability because confession is all about yeah. It's for the sake of it, right, it's it's right, it's it's to the common good. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's found number two. And then uh, I wanted to just maybe n- n- name another perhaps objection is, and I read this in an op-ed piece in the paper. Someone saying, okay, well. Certainly, we know the church has you know this kind of invaluable, invaluable and inviolable sort of um, idea of keeping the seal of confession. But let's face it, the church has made mistakes. So let's see these two little exceptions as being the church's penance for having messed up. <laughs> and I thought you're missing the point. Even the bill, yeah. under, even the bill understands that you know kind of earlier on that this is it's a matter of principle, right? There, yeah. are, there, there, there are. I'll put it this way: there. Are, there's a lot of gray area when it comes to the moral life, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Prudential decisions, um, you know, knowing what to do and when to do it in a prudent way. It's not, life isn't black or white. Right. But if they're not black or white um, principles or absolutes, there is no such thing as gray. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? No black yeah. and white. There's no gray. Similarly, if there aren't moral absolutes mm-hmm. and, you know, in just terms of living, the killing of innocent right. human life is always objectionable right there's no circumstance there's no objection there's no sense of like well in this circumstance the ending the direct intending to end a human life especially an innocent human life is always wrong right period Mm -hmm. right full stop full stop sacramentally speaking and from the church's position in our long belief and tradition is that confidentiality is an essential part (laughs) of that healing moment that Christ has given to us, to his church, to the apostles, to the successors of the apostles, all the way down for the last 2000 years. Full stop. Yeah. (laughs) There's no exceptions. (laughs) There's no prudential decisions. There might be exceptions for who can hear confession. Sure. What the right context for doing that would be, Mm -hmm. but, Once you are in a confessional moment, (laughs) the seal is the seal. Yeah, exactly. The seal is the seal. And so it's not just like, oh, well, the church for public relations or do a little penance or to kind of just like kind of Tippett's had it that that you basically to, to acknowledge, this is a way of acknowledging the church kind of giving in on a a principle to acknowledge the wrong it's done as if it's, it's it's some kind of acknowledgement to like, okay, we'll give in a little, that's, that's like saying, I mean, it's, 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 it's a foul because it's violating a moral absolute of Mm -hmm. the sacrament in the same way (laughs) you would say, well, you know, if you kill one person for the greater good of the whole, that's never, that's, that's situational ethics, which is always, been been thought to be highly immoral yeah. in terms of uh terms of a uh, Catholic thought in our own, own natural, natural law. So, um, so, so those are some of the, some of the thoughts around the, and, and then, and then just to mention maybe one or two other things, not that we need yeah. to be in the doors, but this is just mm, bad law. Right. It's a bad bill. <laughs> yeah. In How the do you, sense are of, you going
1: to enforce this? Yeah. So
0: enforceability. <laughs> exactly. So I was thinking about this here at St. Dominic's 90% of our confessions <laughs> exactly. are anonymous. Exactly. <laughs> so if someone confesses to me that they're and I have no idea if I work with this person. I have no idea if this person is a priest. Even if they say I'm a priest, and I've given it this thing, oh, what's your name? <laughs> like, yeah. like, like, I have no idea. Not gonna yeah. they I got to reveal. That would be odd. I would if, if someone asked me my name in confession, I would walk right out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. Not, that's now, not Now, the there have point. been some
1: times where people would actually say, hey, it's X, Y, Z. Well, that's that's on them, though. Oh. I'm never going to ask.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the penitent always has the power. Like, the penitent says, I'm, this is... You know my, my name is Joe Blow, and yeah. I've I, I've been to confession. You know this many times for the Like if they want to give more context and they can, you're always free as a penitent to do. And in fact, yeah. as a penitent, you can reveal what you said in confession. Yeah, the seal applies to the priest, not mm-hmm. to the penitent. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. So the penitent, they confessed in confession. If they want to say what they said in confession, that's all on them. Yeah, it's this is up to you, right? Yeah. Um, and in fact, even saying what uh, the priest. The, the, the penitent is not under the same seal for what the priest says. Mm-hmm. So if I say, for example, I, I tell someone, oh, well, you know, you ought to do this or that, mm-hmm. you know, or someone sa- asks, if you've gone to confession, someone, says, what did the priest give you for, uh, for your penance? you're free you don't that's not con, that's not that's yeah. not under you you're not bound by some seal right. not to review what the priest told you so the, the seal works one way yeah <laughs> it works mm-hmm. on the guy the priest and so there's there's no sense in which the only way that this could be enforceable is if the penitent went to authorities and said i confess this and i know the priest didn't report it, but how would the penitent? It's here it is. Yeah. How would the penitent even know the priest didn't report it? Because it's not as if the priest says, yeah. "Oh, let's go together and let let, let you." Well, why don't let you me. witness me calling this in or yeah. reporting this? How would yeah. the penitent even know this wasn't reported, yeah. right? Because once you report, as a mandated reported, it's not as if. The um, the authorities when they come back, because I've been part of this process, right? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not as if they give you they 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 don't like keep you daily updated on what things are going on. No. You're just part of a chain. You just make the report, and then it's really out, literally out of your hands. Yeah, right. So exactly so right. how would anyone ever trace back to you necessarily yeah. that you've even reported and anything? So this is completely. First of all, it's it's unenforceable because ninety percent of confessions are anonymous. Number two, no penitent who's done. The only way to know is if it's a setup situation where someone who hasn't done this makes a fake confession, mm-hmm. and then sees that the priest reports it. Does hires a private investigator to like follow yeah. up to see if they can find corroborating evidence that theirs makes a claim that they haven't trying to then force the priest to reveal if they did or they didn't mm-hmm. and then go. So the, the, the extent to which you'd have to gin up a, a fake scenario to right. even enforce this goes beyond any kind yeah. of moral reasonableness. Yeah. It's not, it's not even rational. It's, no, it's, it's, and in a way it's a waste of time. It's totally unenforceable. <laughs> so, so that's why I say it's a bad law. If you make a law that's basically can't be enforced, You've made a bad law. Yeah, <laughs> you just, laws have to be, as we know, if you any lawyers amongst us, <laughs> it, it's it's got to be. It it's certainly it's got to be good law, just in terms of its content. But it also has to be given by proper authority, mm-hmm. and it has to be promulgated. If you're driving down the street and there's no uh, sign for the for how what the speed limit is, especially if it changes. That is a law that's not promulgated. It's not enforced. It ha- you have to promulgate. You have to make it known. And then yeah. the third requirement is that it, um, it's enforceable. There's mm-hmm. some kind of reasonable expectation of being enforced in a timely, and efficient manner. There's no way this, this, this could right. ever be. So lot, lots of fouls. Separation of church and state <laughs> violated. Uh, the fact is there's nothing hidden. We're all mandated reporters. That sense in which you cut off the very ability to move forward humanly, emotionally, psychologically, yeah. and of course, most importantly, spiritually, someone in who's the state to, to, to say that, non enforceable. And then perhaps the kind of uh, the final uh, nail in the coffin of this, of this uh, in our inopportune bill is that there's absolutely no evidence that these two little codicils on the end would actually keep children safe.
1: Right?
0: How is the fact that a clergy member can't go to another clergy member actually going to keep children safe? Because that's the the the, the I'm I'm assuming that I'm suspecting the good that uh, that the congressman is putting this forward not as a publicity stunt or to kind of like jab the church or something. So I'm I'll 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 assume yeah (laughs) that presume the good I presume (laughs) the good that the whole point is to keep children safe. We all want, but there's no way in which this. Mm, there's any evidence that this would actually protect children eavesdropping yeah. on confessions which it knows it's not right because it says there's exceptions made for that mm-hmm. in general yeah. but these two scenarios are somehow going to open up the floodgates to really protect children yeah. no No, you, you're, you're not prote- how are you going to protect children by basically telling priests that they that confession is not available to them right, right. it's not going to say like Oh, I don't think I'll do this horrible thing because I know I won't be able to confess it later on in a yeah. sense of confidentiality. No, no, it doesn't <laughs> work that way. Yeah, keep. That's, that's yeah. not. That's just not. If, if you're if you're in that mindset to do that, there's there's some kind of full doors that that's not going to keep you from that. So, and I think really the burden of proof is on is on you know the uh, Senator Hill and, and those proposing this bill to show how indeed yeah. those two little exceptions would actually go and why, first of all, why they're exceptions, why they don't violate the principle and mm-hmm. frankly, how they would be helpful in any way. Yeah. So, so anyway, that's, those are, those are, those are the, the thoughts that, that I had in terms of yeah. that. And hopefully I mean, we're, we're hopeful with our signatures and our, our presence up in Sacramento yeah. that, uh, you know, cooler heads would prevail. I don't know. Um, in a sense what the likelihood of them, you know, keeping the bill but taking amending those two right. codicils. But that would yeah. be that would be the primary objection if, if, mm-hmm. if they just literally take out those those two sentences yeah. <laughs> out of the bill, the bill was certainly more in fact just in a sense gets the state up to speed with the church's own law. <laughs> because right. everything that's right. in this bill
1: It's straight it, from our canon law. Yeah.
0: Exactly both from our canon law, but also in terms of the um, the structures put into place both Mm -hmm. as a province and in terms of the bishops right this all this man kind of articulating the mandation of of um of reporting these kind of things this is kind of trying to catch this playing a little catch-up so the state the state is actually behind yeah when it comes (laughs) to things which which in my mind once again i this is not um certainly abuse is terrible should never be committed but there, I think, has to be also acknowledgement that there are. There's no real other institutions that have done more mm-hmm. for addressing exactly. this as the Catholic Church. Oh, has, exactly. has yeah. done, and and we f- we failed. We failed grievously. We've, we 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 to be prophetic. <laughs> yeah, right. In in standing up, we just went with the culture. What do you do with priests? To you just move them around like any other profession, like yeah. all of the rest of society. We we took yeah. advice from in a sense the psychiatrists and, and yeah. the experts of the day in the 1950s and some of through it was 70s, bad. and it was terrible advice yeah. we were not prophetic right yeah. but but in a sense hopefully we're in a, we're in a state where and in a position where as a priest and we both of this mm-hmm. both of us know this um, that we are Bound by both as mandated reporters, but also if I go to another diocese, if I if I'm saying mass outside the diocese, I have to bring a letter of good. Basically, I'm presumed in any other diocese that I am an offender, and I have to prove (laughs) through documentation that I'm not. (laughs) That I'm not. Right. So basically, I am presumed guilty. Yeah. Until I can show that I'm, in, uh, I'm, I'm yeah. at least in this respect uh, an innocent, <laughs> right, right, right. Or a, you know, a priest in good standing, so mm-hmm, to speak, mm-hmm. and so that's what every priest has to live with. Now we're yeah. under the suspicion of that, and some people say, "Oh man, isn't that difficult, Father Michael, to basically have to prove <laughs> that you're not?" I said, "You know what? It, I, it really, honestly feels kind of like, um, you know, flying after post nine 11 Right? Yeah. Basically, if you enter in a plane, the uh, the airlines and the government assume that you're carrying a bomb. Yeah. <laughs> and so they screen you, right? Yeah. They They invade your they privacy. Make, they, they make have you th- take off your shoes. <laughs> yep. They make you do all these things. Then you get go past through. the one. You, yeah. Invasion of it. Like, we, we give up our, our right to privacy that we would normally expect day to day in order to, to take board in, in a yeah. plane. Every
1: single time we board a plane. Is
0: it an inconvenience? Absolutely. Is Does it, it slow it down? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Is it? But... Do you feel safer when you're on a plane? For mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. And so, I guess my, my perspective is certainly it's it really it's a headache. It's an inconvenience. I wish I didn't have to get all this paperwork every time. I, mean, I gave it. I gave a talk to a men's club. Because, so there were no children involved. There was nothing that would have even put me in any kind of relationship with with minors in any, any of the, way. Any of the vulnerable. And but I, I needed I needed to have need full other. documentation. I had to send it to the parish, to the diocese. It wasn't even math. I didn't say math. I just giving me a talk. Right? on, on, right. on, on a totally, yeah. totally unrelated subject, right? But because you were
1: and, doing something official in the other diocese, yeah. you
0: have to check in. So yeah. it's like, so I say, you know what? I'm If it means that children are safer because I have to go through all this ring just like getting on a plane. Yeah. I'm, like, that's, I'm that's, okay with that. I'm okay. It's like, okay, it's, a, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's, the, it's something I'm willing to do as a priest. Yeah. But, but this law is not in that same vein. This yeah. is this is not a kind of something to kind of say, okay, we just need to kind of grin and bear this one for the of It doesn't help children doesn't as far as I help. can see. And it, 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 for all those reasons that we said is kind of given above. So in terms of, um, you know, kind of this bill going forward, we certainly pray and hope yeah. that uh, folks uh, come to their census on this. And uh, as someone said, well, father, what will you do if this goes into, into law? Like, what if, what if you were actually like, would you go to jail or confess sins? I said, I'm going to jail. I'm going to jail. <laughs> I'll, I'll 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 have more t- contemplative time than
1: yeah than exactly like yeah, yeah.
0: I mean I'll yeah. be on a permanent retreat and actually there's All some right. days where I'm like you know what that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I'll be in the cell across from you and <laughs> exactly. so we can do office together yeah. So, <laughs> so but I it, we'll see. I, I I don't I mean just because of I say the enforceability maybe there's some some uh, some <laughs> some setups on this but 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 hopefully it doesn't get to that point. But if it did right. it, it, it's it, it's it's not a choice for a priest. Yeah. You know, priests, we do a lot of, we, we, we've talked about how we fail in many ways, but, but failing in keeping the seal of confession. I've never heard. It's really, it's, yeah. it's really tough. And, and you yeah. know, this, this culture, maybe just to wrap on this, this, that may on a, on a um, kind of a popular culture note, the idea of the sanctity of confidentiality and the manifestation of conscience, um, I think used to be a little better understood. One of one of um, alfred hitchcock's better movies yes. is a movie called I, I confess. confess. Yeah, if you've never seen it if you're listening to the podcast you <laughs> Here's a recommendation. Here's a recommendation. It's a beautiful that, film. Yeah, I confess and it's basically unpacking everything. I mean, you all the principles we've been talking about mm-hmm. are just really uh, flow forth in this in this film and it's it's about a priest who has someone confess to them. Yep. The interesting thing too is the person isn't sorry. So the person a person comes in and says, basically, I'm going to commit a murder. In fact, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And so he hasn't actually he doesn't even receive absolution because he's not actually sorry. That's right. yeah. But since the information was given in a confessional context, yeah. the priest not only can he not reveal it to someone else, but a priest can't act on that knowledge. So he can't, you know, take a preemptive measure. <laughs> against the person. Yeah, go on
1: a preemptive vacation <laughs> yeah. for a couple weeks. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. so he you can't, you can't like try to seek the person out and try to stop them and, and report them to the authorities or something yeah. or make a citizens, right? And so basically, and, and the point is when you're confessional, it's not you who are carrying the confession. It's you're representing God in that moment. Yeah. So he's not really revealing it to you. So you have no, as personally as a confessor, you have no, business knowing the information yeah. <laughs> you're just the conduit of god's grace or so, just a telephone line exactly so you just yeah. and so you have to act accordingly you have to yeah. act you can't act on that as it says you cannot act on that knowledge and even if the person isn't sorry even if they don't receive absolution it's just in that moment and so the the movie the certainly the the drama uh, and the um the, the the kind of um power of the movie comes from this priest struggling to to kind of keep that seal but at the yeah. same time uh, and work out he's, it's, it's as the drama goes kind yeah. of different relationships in his life, but also to um, for the good of that other person too. Yeah. And really seeking that good powerful movie. I confess Alfred Hitchcock. It's, it's, a, it's probably maybe an appropriate, maybe, maybe for a, for a Friday night movie night. Yeah. <laughs> in the, maybe we can, <laughs> can see that in a way.
1: So when our, our listeners, uh, Praying for it, so it's at nine thirty yep. on Tuesday, July, July ninth, July 9th. July yeah, so will so be a, so. that's when they're they're so.
0: hearing testimony and presenting. I'm not quite clear if that's the date it's actually voted on, but but it's it's this is this is the the process. And uh, believe you me, who knows what will happen here? But even if it passes through, it'll be interesting to see where this goes in terms yeah. of. How it's um, upheld by the court. I mean, California state Coast court will probably yeah. probably uphold it. But it, this is something that were to go through, and would it? This won't be unchallenged. Mm-hmm. I, I would. I would. It's either gonna die, or it'll probably make its way to, to lots of higher courts if it's ever if it's ever tried to be enforced, because it, it really does come against uh, church and state and that that, that that amendment there.
1: We'll be hearing about
0: it again. you yep, we'll probably so, be hearing about it again.
1: So if you'd like to support the podcast, please uh, uh, rate us, share us on, on social media. If you have any questions, email us at podcast at
0: and um, all those other great things. Yeah, very good. And uh, so <laughs> May, and, and, and it's interesting too if if you have comments too because we d- we haven't done a lot of topical things. Usually mm-hmm. we do things uh, you know in terms of what's going on in the parish. So this is one of those hot topic things. If you want more like this, uh, certainly uh, let us know because our goal here too at Saint Dominic's is, as I hope you do, to radiate the joy of the gospel here in the heart of the city. Amen. Amen.